Back for another week. I had to full clear my throat. I got so excited. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. (laughs) This is our 100th episode. My name is Josh DiMatteo here with the Centurions, Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Fellas, how does it feel? Yo, yo. Mate, just fire takes. (laughs) Nothing's been wrong in... Three years, three years, well, a hundred episodes, we're seasoned. How ca- how could we have been calling out wrong takes if we got this far? That's right. We're the opposite of Nick Wright on this podcast. The just, opposite of Nick. Just nail it. Just nailing it every every day. Of but the week. we we do try and um we do try and keep ourselves in check. We like to have a you know call out if if someone's getting a bit too hot, a bit too spicy. We like to keep ourselves grounded here. Don't want to go up in the sky. So. In saying that, and considering this is the 100th episode, do you fellas think you would know what your favourite worst take on this podcast has been in the past 99 episodes? <laughs> I've got a couple that I know uh, you guys have messed <laughs> up, that's for sure. <laughs> well, of course, your record's clean. Can't, I- I can't, yeah, I can't think of anything that I've gone wrong. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, all right, Josh. I think this has become a, a podcast kind of fa- uh, consistent one that we've brought up here. But I think it was, it was two years ago we did our over-unders <laughs> and your lock of the year was the Phoenix Suns over. It was like and I think they just 30 wins or something stupid. No, I, I think I think yeah, it was it was, it was the Queens, man. Yeah. yeah, it was. I, I thought they were making the playoffs that year. <laughs> I was sure of it. Devin Booker looked yeah. great. And the year after you made that pick was the year that they drafted Deronja Ayton with the first yeah, overall pick. Exactly. So it shows you how well they went. <laughs> I was just a bit early. That's all. They're great now. I just they, if if I'd made my that's true. and the weird thing is this year I said they're a lock to. Oh no, I didn't say they're a lock to suck. They have Chris Paul this year. I never would have said that. Yeah. But maybe maybe that's what I was missing back then. One Chris Paul. You're definitely the, the visionary of the three of us, Josh. I mean, I know you were you were high on Brooklyn before that's KD it, had ever true. stepped foot. In that <laughs> Very different team now. I, I like Joe Harris. <laughs> yeah. Now that they're good, oh, I don't like them. Anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> Bam, Bam's. I caught Bam um, early. I will. Yeah, you I was going to say that, that's that's your that a good best take. one ever. Sticks out to me. You were like Bam. Rookie year, he's going to be a monster. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's all right. And now he might be my number one pick to bring to the Celtics would be. I think he'd be a few teams' number one pick. Um, yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, Beatty, what, what, what do you got for us? Anything? Um, I, I'm, I definitely second the uh, the DeAndre Ayton Suns. <laughs> was, uh, the over-under is always a good laugh, yeah. Um, I, I think we did um, – we tried to rate all the players were under 24 or 23 <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yeah. last year or two years ago. Yeah. And um, obviously it's all in hindsight <laughs> now, right? But I think we all in the, the, I think the biggest sort of sticking point between the three of us was how do we rank the, the, the big men, the young big men yeah. in the league, uh, Jokic, Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns. And I think at the time we were all very uh, pegged in on, on Cat being, being the future of the big men in the league. Yeah, dude, you and you and me had Cat at number one of all players. I think this was another bad take for yeah. me. I think I was on the Porzingis train. 
Yeah, I do remember you. I didn't ever think I had Porzingis in my my yeah. top twenty five or whatever. I, I mean, I I mean, now that we're talking about it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> did I, that was? I think we did that. I think we did that podcast during the the one month of the year when Wiggins kind of has a little bit. <laughs> yes, of like, yes. Like, Look at this yeah. skill. <laughs> yes, I was like, yeah, that's so all I, I need. I'll put my hand up for that one, but um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, we look at the the current situation, and Jokic and Embiid are, are the oh two MVP candidates, and Carl Anthony Towns is is just just managing to get back on the court. So, yeah, that one has yeah, that's well. Porzingis. I was like, oh, injury, injuries. He's the he's the unicorn. He'll be right. Wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still I'm still optimistic about I don't know I think there's I don't want to get too into it but like Dallas is I don't know I don't know if that's yeah. the best situation hasn't quite panned out how I thought it would anyway yeah I agree with you I'm on that I'm on that I'm dying yeah. on that island I, I don't know I don't know if this was one of the worst takes we've ever had like it's not nothing crazy but one of my favorite takes we've ever had was Jake thinking that um, signing Kemba and getting rid of Kyrie would bring the Celtics a championship. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> we went to the conference finals with Kemba. <laughs> we went a lot further than we ever did it with them with Kyrie, who fucking missed the first season with the knee and the second season tried to switch onto Giannis for the entire series and that and shot like 30% from the field. He's shooting, you know, Kemba versus the Pelicans numbers in that series. No, that was going to be my... Um, Put my hand up for my worst take, <laughs> where I had I had Celtics winning the championship. You were so bought into the vibes. Um, you were like, "Kemba's such a nice oh, yeah. guy. Look look at the vibes he's bringing." No, 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 no. Last year I didn't say they were going to win the championship. I thought they they had the chance to make the finals. But the it was, year before, it was the, the Hayward, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kemba, Kyrie was still there. I think Horford was still on the team yeah. then. So yeah, it was. Yeah. This was the sixty-seven. My, my MVP. Team. That's right. Al That's right. That was that's right that's right. Um, but yeah, the year before we had Tatum and Jalen go to Game Seven against LeBron, LeBron. Yeah. and then it's like okay, Hayward's coming back, Kyrie's coming back, Tatum and Jalen another year older. Why would we? How would we not make the well, finals? They, win they, the finals? they did completely know. forgot that they needed Scary Terry. No, they should have traded Scary Terry. Mm-hmm. Is what they should have done. Anyway. Um, Hayward turned out to to play basically four minutes total over his the next three years, and then Kyrie, Zen Warrior, <laughs> fucked the whole season up, and um, so yeah, I got that one viciously wrong. Um, but but something that you two oh, yeah, consistently get wrong, the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you've been picking them to win the title for about. They should three have won the title uh, three years now. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't Maybe go not. that far. But I, I mean, I, I'm too, I'm too deep into it now. I just, I they they were the original backdoor cut team with Saric and with Roko and all those guys. TJ McConnell, we loved them. We were so high on them. We thought they could, it was, it was only up. That's all they could go. If you don't like the the process, you don't like. <laughs> yeah, NBA you can basketball. get the fuck out. <laughs> if you don't like winning six to seven games for multiple years in order to build up a war chest full of picks. In order to, to draft two blue chip guys who still haven't worked out how to play oh with God, like, yeah, for multiple second round exits and a sweep in the first <laughs> round to my Boston Celtics last year. Um, this is this is the year, baby. Come on, this is <laughs> hey, the year. We'll, we'll get into this. Number one seed. Number one seed. But yeah, um, 
I think those are definitely the ones that stick out uh, this year. I'm sure there's plenty but, um, more. Go listen but, back. We're, we're on Spotify. Just, listen yeah. to all 99 episodes. You can yeah. hear all our hot takes. Some spicier I, than others. I'm sure you can. We could nearly do a. We could nearly do a compilation <laughs> episode of just takes. random off the cuff. Oh, what about this trade that I've not thought <laughs> yeah. about at all? How it would fit for either team, but that kind of sounds all right. Maybe we I, lo- I love. I love a spontaneous that. trade idea that I haven't thought about at all. 100. percent Yeah, I'd love to hear us talk about. If you did that redraft of the 2017 draft episode of Tatum one. and Fultz, I'd love to hear us talk about Fultz and be like, "Oh, I'm sure he'll." Kind of get it together, you know. Like, got this, and then oh, I got I got Jason. really high on the Fultz is back with these Drew Hanlon training videos and whatnot. Oh yeah, I, I got so suckered in <laughs> <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> but I did, I did, I did think oh, Fultz was a good player. He he was coming better. He was a consensus yeah. number one pick. There's it's one yeah. of the weirdest things that's ever yeah. happened in the league. Number one pick gets out. the yips. If if that if that dude is ends up being in a similar tier to to Tatum, then the Sixers are legitimate yeah, finals favorites for like, because yeah. that's what, what they, they need still is need. They still haven't addressed and, that. Yeah. yeah, which we're going to get to a bit later. Um, why don't, why don't we tuck in? Um, we're going to kick off. Yeah, that's yeah. just beautiful reminiscence. The Miami Heat. Yeah, hundred eps, <laughs> fellas. Yeah, congratulations, Let's go. Please. Yeah, um, Miami Heat winners of five in a row. The um the beginning of the season where the Heat looked like they had a chance to miss the playoffs, the Raptors looked like they had a chance to miss the playoffs. The NBA comes mm. at you quick. A quick uh, five-game winning streak gets you from the cellar all the way up to the fourth seed or the fifth seed at the moment, especially in this the This season more than most, it, too. Um, it seems like you can rack yeah. up five wins um, in a week. Well, man, you catch the right team that's on mm. health protocols or something like that, and you can... You can really get a couple of yeah. couple of wins, or vice versa. You can get absolutely decimated for. A and there of weeks were excuses there. for the Heat um, coming into the season. Like Jimmy Butler played the finals injured. He he had barely no off season to recuperate. Was injured coming into the season. Got COVID. Bam was injured for a bit. Half their team was injured for a bit. It, like it's understandable why they started so cold, but. That just makes it to me all the more impressive that they've been able to snap out of it and go on this tear now. Like watching Bam and Jimmy go at it night mm. after night this past few days, past week, I can see them storming their way back up to the top of the conference. It does feel like they've recaptured the mm. bubble magic here. Um, I'm not surprised. Um, I, I don't, I'd have to check the tape on what I was saying about them a few weeks ago, but I'm pretty confident that I know, I was I was saying that if the Heat end up in the playing game, they're going to make it through to the eighth seed, and then what? They'd, they'd be the worst possible yeah. first round matchup for like four different teams. Yeah. Even if it even imagine if it is Brooklyn in, at number one, I can't imagine they'd want to verse the Heat first round. Well, it would be hilarious. Philly has the best season they've had in decades, and then they get a first round matchup against Bam mm-hmm. and Jimmy. It'd be. Uh, Suboptimal first yeah. round match. And I but, don't at all discount the fact I mean, that Jimmy would want to take down the Sixers. Oh, take down oh, anyone. Yeah, that's true. There's a little bit of a little bit mm. of a backstory there. I think it's more just the East is like it's pretty flat, right? Like mm. obviously Philly and Brooklyn are kind of put a little bit of space in between the rest, but like there's a whole glut of teams that I mean, this is where the Raptors and the Heat in particular, like, they've looked bad earlier in the season and then all of a sudden, yeah. 
give them a week or give them a, a five or six game stretch and and they're mm. right back in it. And obviously both of those teams have got the pedigree. I mean, the Raptors won the championship two years ago. The Heat were in the finals last year. I, I think you take probably both of those squads over the Knicks or the Pacers or the Bulls or any of those other teams that are sort of in that little glut as well. So it's, it's I don't know, it's it's like I agree with Jake. It's not really surprising. I think we all probably thought that it would happen at, at some point. Like it's they've just got that talent on the roster. And it's just getting them all healthy. And to me, it's an awesome vindication for teams that are like, "Oh, let's just let's just tank this year and we'll go get another pick." Like, if you can get a young team deep into the playoffs and then they have a tough season like this, they have that experience to fall back on. I, I feel like Raptors and Philly, where they can turn it on like this and go on a bit of a run, someone like the Pacers, had they been gutted the same way, might not be able to do. They don't have that. Pedigree, as you said, Beatty, to just switch it on, to just know how to win, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I'll say, like, I think it is a matter of, okay, one team's got of course, Jimmy Butler, of course. who was, you know, you can, make, you can make the case of him being a finals MVP candidate last year and, and you know, the Raptors have obviously got that championship experience as well and Philly's got, you know, big names and it's it's, it's just a it's just that experience and and big game sort of playoff experience that is is probably the same. I have to say though, I am so impressed with Jimmy Butler. I I say it all the time, but this guy, I don't know if you saw pictures of him when he had COVID. He lost so much weight. Mm. Like he did not look well at all. And how he's come out looking fitter than ever, scorching the earth wherever he goes, getting triple doubles left and right. It's amazing. Like this guy's mentality, they need to bottle it up and inject it in people. I know like Last night, 33 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists against the hottest team in the it's league, crazy. Utah Jazz. And, and they, you know, they got up to an early read, had to deal with the Utah fighting, clawing back the entire game. And it's just quintessential heat to just keep grinding, keep grinding, lock in. I, I, he's just one of my favorite I players. Know. You can trust him so much. In every situation, you almost feel like um, to, to get all those out. years back, Timberwolves should have just traded their whole team and kept Jimmy. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, uh, I, well, I mean, a, I don't know. Kill the worms, know. mate. Honestly, I don't think Jimmy is enough to, to fix that <laughs> cancerous organization. I no. think there's, there's two. I mean, this is the other thing, right? Like, you go on about Jimmy, but I think the heat full stop. And I mean, I don't know, you might roll your eyes at this, but this is no, the culture, is. baby. Yeah, this is what is. I was saying last the year. Miami Mafia. This is this is Riley. This is Spo. This is like and like you talk about their their squad. Like they're just a balanced squad, man. They've got guys like Dragic, who you know that guy's a veteran of the He's league. He's back. He, he knows how to play bar. He knows yeah. how to fucking win. Like and then you mix that with with the youth and and dudes like Robinson and, and Harrow and then and a young superstar in the making in Adebayo. Like they've just got a good mix even the on draftees they picked up this season have been playing well for him. No no one's really like. Flat out been disappointing. Kendrick Nunn's come back and he's, no, he's, he's playing pretty good. The the Mo Harkless thing that was that's that's definitely a, a downgrade losing mm. Crowder for him because Harkless mm. basically doesn't play now, so they're not they're not as not as deep as they were before. But yeah. they just picked these dudes up like okay, Chua. He's I've I've really yeah. liked him, um, but then uh, Max Struess. You know when they like they had all these COVID mm. problems. Uh, he was on the Celtics G League team, and they ended up cutting him for Javante Green. And then all of a sudden, Max Struess looks like the next Duncan Robinson for a couple of weeks here. And I'm like, why the fuck did the <laughs> Heat find these guys? And why 
can the Celtics not just hang on to one person that can shoot the basketball? <laughs> <That's laughs> um, it's, a, it's a bit like, to me, the Grizzlies. You get all these guys around the league who, like, you know, bounce around. They don't really find their role. And then all of a sudden they find themselves on the Grizzlies and they perform. It's like they must be, you know, putting in a foundation at these clubs that anyone can step in and play the role. It, you don't have to... Mm-hmm have this specific all-world talent to be able to join the team. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's crazy that Bam didn't get an all-star nod over, like, Julius Randle. It is and it like, isn't. Like, you tell me right... If, if it was re-voted today, me, maybe he would on. have. But, like, for a long yeah. period of time, the Heat were struggling. Jimmy was out. Yeah, but it was, like, Bam and then, like, I know, G League. I know, but... And that was it. That's how it goes. Randle was winning. <laughs> I know it's how it goes, but... And it doesn't matter, but like oh, you don't just... sit. No one in the league is going to sit here and be like, playoffs, any anything, any situation. You want Julius Randle instead of Bam no, out of Bayern? I, I know, I know. No, I. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't want to come to the defense of Julius Randle, but like he's been so, good. He, I mean, I, Julius Randle's not played on a good team his entire NBA career as well. Really, yeah. when you think about it, like it's so. Like I don't know. That guy's had a, a good season so far for the Knicks. I think that's the other factor. He plays in the biggest mm. market in the league. Yeah, and yeah. They, the biggest market in the league has actually won a handful They're of games this season, that. and there's a little bit of there's a little yeah. bit of buzz all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're yeah, right. Man. I mean, yeah, I, I think he, he. I don't know. He's still maybe a chance of getting an injury yeah, call true. up, right? Yeah, yeah anyone has so. it. It's, it's, it's not a big deal. It's just I want to drive home the point that like Adebayo, and we all agree he's yeah, he does everything. He's amazing. He and he's a really up to his, he's up to his scoring again. Yeah. I think the other one, and it kind of ties into the opening in terms of takes. We did an episode once where we were talking about coaches and and what the sort of landscape was in the league. Like Spo, to me, is like that guy absolutely is one of the to best me, coaches it's in the league. Pop right? than yeah. Spo. Yeah, I, 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 I'm probably with you. Like, it's, it's how does this guy's been there? He's probably one of the longest yeah, tenured coaches 100%. in the league now. He's been on yeah. the heat for a, a while now, and through various iterations, obviously. The, the much publicized big three. But he was there before that too. He was there when the heat yeah, sucked exactly, and yeah. Dwayne Wade was scoring 35 points a game. Yeah. And like, you know, a decade or a bit later and, and the, he's still yeah. getting them to the finals and they're still, I, I just, that guy is obviously. Shows the value of uh, allowing a, a team to build a culture over such a long period of time. Because it seems impenetrable now. Like, What's going to mess with the Heat culture? It's it's in bed, you know. What's going to mess with the Spurs culture? It is yeah. what it is. Yeah, and I just like the way that they. It yes, there's the culture, but you you bring in guys. Of that course, fit of the course. Culture. But at the yeah. same time, you need to you foster know? it like, from the inside. Like, what Warriors sure, are going that but way like, too? Dragic. Be like, I personally believe it kind of comes more from the play. Like, it obviously is institutional, but if you're going to have your best player be Jimmy Butler. And Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic, these dudes are all just yes, murderers. Yes, but like this heat culture was there even when Hassan Whiteside was their starting center. You know, like it's. But was it though? They were. They, they were. Oh, maybe no. They didn't have as much talent, sure. But like it was still the Heat. They still played hard. They still grit and all that stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I, and I think it's also like obviously, clubs can bring in guys that maybe are a little bit of a risk to the mm. to the locker room or to the culture or whatever, and you, you kind of hope that the culture will will set them straight. I mean, Whiteside's an interesting example, and I think it, it kind of fits in the sense that I know he was on the heat. And then didn't he sign with the Blazers yeah, one year? Yeah. And like the thing there 
it was like obviously Dame Lillard is this for everyone is very high on Lillard in terms of a locker room guy and yeah. as the sort of captain of the team and like that was kind of what the Blazers were banking on and being able to to sort of I guess ease that situation and and make it a more manageable situation that the culture would hopefully negate any of the personality clashes or whatever you want to call it when you bring in a, a guy like that I mean. Kyrie is the other inter- like that guy. I mean, obviously it didn't work out in Boston, and then whatever's happening in Brooklyn, he's kind of getting it done on the court at the moment. But at the same time, for all we know, it, it could also go. They're, to they're shit setting a crazy well. so precedent over in Brooklyn right now. Well, it's a very volatile. It could anything could happen, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like, what does Kyrie look like if he's on the Heat? He doesn't. I think he quits is playing. It, is it, yeah, it may be because it, it's just not yeah. the right vibe for him. He, yeah. Whatever that environment is, it's it's got to be what they're doing in Brooklyn at the moment because that's what's he's yeah. Responding and to. and to back to our point to start with, Raptors are another one with a great culture right now, and that's been built up even when DeRozan was there and there were the LeBronto years. There was still that was the the very baby foundations <laughs> of this Raptors we find ourselves now, and they they're turning back on it like yeah. Nick Nurse is. A wizard, apparently. I didn't realize. Well, I shouldn't have doubted him, considering he did he get coach of the year one year? Yeah, coach of the yep. year, NBA yeah, champion. Year I shouldn't yeah. have doubted him, but here we are. The Raptors are ticking along, and they've done it with injuries to Kyle Lowry. They've done it with injuries to half their bloody team. I I really can't. What is What do you put it down to, the slow start? Like, I think obviously with the heat, yes, injuries and COVID and all that, like, but the Raptors didn't have as much of that, did they? Not I, right I, at I the... I think it's just they were down in down in Tampa. Like, they just got sent down to fucking yeah. Florida and you're in this weird place. Like, Away from home. I think, yeah, that's, I think that's fair. That's and they yeah, lost, yeah, yeah, yeah. lost Gasol and, that was huge. and um, Ibaka. And it took a while for, Ibaka's like, Bainsey's kind of come, yeah. come Boucher, on. Yeah, Boucher's really, yeah, yeah. like, if it wasn't for was, him, they'd be in trouble because he's, he's be saved trouble. their center See? position. I was looking at his stats just earlier. You know, he's shooting 45% yeah. from three on like three the and a half games. He's getting blocks. He's getting rebounds. He can do it all. He's crazy. It's like Christian Wood, just some rando that is actually yeah, awesome. No, <clears throat> but this is what I mean. Chris Boucher, is another, he's a G League guy. It's, it's another culture where you can pick up these guys, bring them in, and actually make them contribute. They're not blue chip, as Beatty would say. I like, and I mean, it's even interesting that, like, yeah, I don't think Lowry has been that particularly good so far. I mean, he's come started to get it going in the last sort of two weeks or so, but like, it was sort of just like they just weren't playing good. Obviously, the the sort of roster transition in the off season, I think, was probably the big factor. And then, yeah, you're right, Jake, having to deal with the whole relocation that no other club in the league has had to do, like, that's. It's pretty sort of difficult, I'm assuming, right? It's, yeah. it's we're seeing the the results of that, but they're starting to get it going. And and I don't know. Again, I, I always come back to the fact that there's a number of dudes on this roster that played in that team two years ago that won a championship, and and they've got that experience behind them. And and you probably fancy that over some of these other teams in the East right now. That yeah, that like if that. it came down yeah. to Toronto and you know one of these a Bulls. For one of the lower seas, of course, Toronto's yeah. taking that. I have absolutely no confidence someone would yeah. be able to get it over them. Yeah, dude. Well, what's interesting is that the the Raptors are undefeated without Lowry. Oh, there you go. Which is, yeah, and it, yeah. it's, it's yeah. testament to how yeah. well Freddie Van Vliet and Norman Powell were playing together yeah. in the yeah. guard spots. He's so good. Norman Powell became a sniper for a week or two there. Freddie Van Vliet is afraid of nothing. 
like I don't even know what this guy's made of. He's half the size of some of these players and runs at them. It's crazy. But maybe that fearlessness it rubs off on the on the Raptors team. Carl Lowry's a bit the same. He's a bit fearless. He's not necessarily the most talented, mm. most skillful guy. He peaked really late in his career, but he's just plays hard. He's good. It's it's an attitude of giving your all. I think everyone. Mm. And they, and they picked up uh, Bembry, who's been yeah, like really he, good for he them. He was all right at Just Atlanta like... too. He had a couple of wrinkles, but I mean, great rotational guy. They've even been playing Stanley Johnson like twenty minutes off the bench every game, and this guy's been in and out of the league for years now, and he's helping them defensively. It's I I love that culture. Yeah, they you just trust them to be solid for the most part all the time, even if they don't. And, and and Siakam's been out mm. for a couple of games as well. Like you just you just trust these dudes to play hard, and they have so many guys that can do a bunch of different stuff. Like Bembry, not the best player in the world, but he can at least like s- score a little bit, pass a little bit, defend a little bit. It's just everybody can kind of do a little bit of everything. Even Baines, right? Like he's nice. He can mm. pass. He can even shoot the three a little bit. Like he's just and like Boucher can just do a little bit of everything. Cur- curveball um, question here, Jake. I know. That we hadn't yeah. run over this, but being such a being such Whoa. an intimate Boston fan, what do you feel Boston mm. as an organization could take from Heat and Raptors and teams like that in terms of this culture? Uh, or is it is it is it just a team so, building thing? Is it you have too many players that are the same and not enough that are good at different things? Are you happy with the culture? Well, they're 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 just missing the the veteran presence across the roster. Like you look at the heat and I, and this is why I don't, I don't see the, the culture thing. Like the Celtics have gone just as far, if not further than both the, the Raptors and heat in multiple years in the past four years. Um, but you've got Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic kind of holding down the fort or in Toronto, it's Carl Lowry and Ibaka and Gasol last year. And then obviously Kawhi the year before that. This Celtics team is is led by two young guys, Jalen and Jason. Kemba's been up and down, good leader, but then it's Grant Williams, Aaron Neesmith, Carson Edwards, Tremont Ward. Like the the, the roster is like sixty percent dudes that have barely touched the NBA court before. So I think it's. But just you could say the right same now, about too many young like, guys. Maybe not this season, but in seasons past, you could say the same about the random guys that the Heat picked up from the G League or these. People off the bench on the Raptors that we never yeah, heard like, of, but like what? Like one or two guys, and and that being said, Duncan Robinson was a four-year yeah, yeah. college dude. He's not super young. Boucher's mm. twenty-eight years old, um, and maybe they need to take a page out of their book and bring in some older guys. Um, but yeah, they're missing. And you know, I said that thing about guys that can do a lot mm. of different stuff. They got a lot of guys that can't do pretty much anything. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah. Like they can't shoot. They can't pass. Real, real <laughs> candid hours here from Jake. Fuck, dude. There's like four dudes that they have to like semi urgently. I think my headphones are a bit faulty. So <laughs> going on. I yeah. love Shemi, and he's turned into like a semi capable shooter. But that's it. Do you realize? Okay, so there's a crazy stat that he basically has like zero steals and zero blocks for the entire. Yeah, because all year. he does is stay in he, front like, of people. He. He's he's just not a, a good player. Like he's he's worked so hard to be like I'm in the right spot and like I'm just gonna like put my hands up and 
just like be a brick wall in certain moments. And he's had some nice moments, but like he can't attack a closeout. He can like once every three games. And then he makes a pass every once in a while. I'm like, whoa, mm. yeah, Jerry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. Like that's that's a problem. And if he's he's been starting yeah. games. Like we're just missing like two or three guys that are capable NBA players as opposed to six, nine. I know we've talked men. about it a couple of times on the pod, but Thad Young would probably do you some help. Oh, dude, Thad Young, Gordon, I mean, Aaron Gordon, uh, Harrison Barnes. There's a, there's a long... We're going to say Gordon Haywood. <laughs> I... He might help. Might. <laughs> You'd think he would. He might help you. Abadie. Same same question. Would, Sorry, Jake. Same question for you, Beatty. Being an intimate, not Celtics fan, what what could what could the Celtics take from these organizations? I I mean I think I th- I I look. It's easy again in hindsight to look back at that what we were talking about at the top as well. That that Celtics season two years ago, and I mean to be able to put all that talent on paper at least, put all that talent onto the floor that team should have performed better than it did. And it didn't. And I, I think that it's not a basketball question because obviously all those guys are talented dudes, right? But it was just, it, they just couldn't get it to work for whatever reason from a, a fit, from a from a identity point of view. I don't know. Kyrie was just a bit of a wild card and then it just kind of unraveled from there. Yeah, and Haywood, Haywood since just like- then they've lost all that, that. Haywood didn't get fit. He couldn't get fit. And then when he was fit, I don't think he's probably ever been uh, relegated to fourth guy, fourth option on a team or whatever you would want to call it. So he probably just didn't know how to to make that work. Um, the other thing that I, I think with the Celtics is like I've I've never been a massive Brad Stevens guy. Like I think Brad's all right. I think he's good, but he's not like the fucking messiah. He's not the. Uh, I think Twitter <laughs> Twitter can really glorify him, and it's sort of like uh, oh, not not this year. Holy well, shit! Well, that's what I mean. I think that it's it doesn't hurt sometimes to look inwards and say, hey, okay, yeah. is, is this is this actually the the best guy for us to to win a championship? Is this the best guy to lead our locker room? Is this the best guy to instill that that? Co- I mean, we've said this word like a thousand times on this podcast now. I'm sick of it already, but like. It's kind of why I even brought up Spo a bit earlier when we're talking about Miami because I think it's it's an overall thing. And I mean, I, I think for what the Celtics have been doing the last few years, Brad has been actually really good because it's. I think the the, the mo, if anything, has been we're drafting these young guys. We're we're really really young. We're building around Tatum and Brown, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But then you capture that one season where you've got Kyrie Irving fit, Haywood's coming back, you've got veterans, the expectation is now we're going to win a championship. And I just don't think that the organization, front office, coach, all of that combined probably were equipped to be able to to manage that. And I, I think that's where if the expectation is to win a championship in the years ahead, well, then maybe you have to reassess if, that's the, if he's the right coach. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> This is crazy um, to me, but I, I think it's, it's I guess totally fair to wonder if he if Brad is the guy that takes you over the top. Um, but until like this last or even this like, season, right? Like every season that he's been there, like they're almost he's almost a victim of his own success. Like the Isaiah Thomas team, yeah. what the fuck is that team doing in the yeah, conference finals? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then like the Tatum and Jalen year where. There's yep. no Gordon Hayward and there's no Kyrie. What are they doing at Game Seven against LeBron? Yep. Like they shouldn't be there. It's just the yep. East was that bad, and so like you can play it both ways. 
oh my god, he got them to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, they really had no business being there. And so that yeah, that one season where Hayward and Kyrie and everybody was healthy, like oh my, you look at the talent around the league now. It's like oh my god, they could use Mook Morris, they could use Terry Rozier, they might they Al might Horford. be able to use Kyrie and Horf. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Um, but that season, Terry wanted his own show. He went on a on a Boston Bash tour after that season. Like, yeah, he did. Yeah, they, they should have traded and like Mook Morris. But, but that's the thing. Why would why would he want to bash? Because obviously there was things. There was an issue in the locker room or whatever it was. What it was like. Obviously, maybe it was just you had too many guys who thought that they were the man and thought that they should be a bigger part of the rotation or whatever it would be. And then that's that's, that's where then is isn't it not a failure of management or coaching staff to, it is. to manage that? Like and yeah. I think it's I think you put some blame on Danny, some blame on Brad, some blame on the players. It's just it just didn't it's crazy that they weren't better. And they they had stretches where they were incredible, but I I think everybody's fucking freaking out. Like I've got my dad trying to trade yeah, Jason Tatum here. I, I, I think the other thing is, right, obviously the future of that, that team is still Brown and Tatum and they're not going anywhere. So that's – it's it's sort of – it all starts there and then if they can put the pieces around them, I, I think that that's, that's ultimately – I mean, the Celtics aren't going anywhere in terms of a, a contender, I suppose, if you want to use that word, or at least like a very competitive team. Like they're going to be thereabouts. Um, it's just sort of what – steps need to take place to to make that sort of transition obviously there's going to be further improvement from those two guys but beyond that like what else needs to yeah, happen yeah i think they need they obviously need to make a trade but you know they're eight and three and then Kemba's still not back tatum gets covert he hasn't looked like himself for there was yeah. a play yesterday where he beat turner off the bounce and then got blocked by the rim i've never like he just didn't get off the ground basically like he's six foot nine with six like seven foot arms, like he, it's incredibly easy for him to to dunk with no one there. Uh, he just does not have his legs. Every jump shot is short. He he is just he needs a rest so badly. Um, he's been leading the team of minutes post COVID, no Kemba back to backs, like trying to be point guard. Um, and you know this time last year, if we're happy that Tatum has like four assists, it's like wow, Tatum's like coming along as a passer. And this year he's he's averaging five assists and having like borderline triple doubles and stuff like that. I think it's just Kemba figuring himself out. Pitcher did his knee for two weeks. Marcus Smart's now been out for a month. Who, wearing his jersey today, he's the heart and soul yeah, of his team. Nice. And it's and like, you know, they blew that giant lead to the Pelicans, obviously bad. But then they come back against the Mavs and Luke hits these two step back threes that are just absurd. And, you know, he's shooting like 32% from three on the season and all of a sudden he... He hits back-to-back 30-footers. And if they split one of those two and they win this Pacers game, everyone's like, okay, they're still kind of injured. They're figuring it out. It's not a big deal. Um, but basically, like, if the players on the rest on the team don't play like G-leaguers, this team has looked good. Like, if Semi Ojale makes two passes and hits two threes, then they usually win the game because they have, like, their fifth or sixth man actually can contributes to, to something. So to me, it's just like they make a trade. Good to go. Yeah, my my take on all this not so much right now because as you just ran through, you've been pretty gutted by injuries, and there's nothing you can do about that. But through talking about all this, I think my take is that I'm kind of with Beatty in the sense that to me, Brad Stevens is a great coach. But his style with the Celtics, at least so far, and in his college years at Butler, was it? 
He's yeah. his style is very much. I'm going to encourage the guys to do the best they can be. I'm going to build these vibes, and I'm just going to push them and encourage them and push them and see how far they can go. And that works great when you're the young or your underdogs or something like that, because who knows how far that'll get you. But when you're actually ex- like literally the, the right, Isaiah Thomas but when you're actually yeah. expected to win, and he's got Kyrie and Al Horford and Mook and these super talented young guys, maybe he just doesn't have that that discipline in him that Spo does to demand a higher level, you know, to make build a mentality in them that we're not just growing. We actually are expected to win this game and we need to go out there and do it because that's what we're being paid for. I don't know if he lays down the law like that. So to me, this season, because it's so ravaged, I wouldn't say you're a favorite to win the title, but it is a very important season because Brad can demonstrate this year how he can build a mentality, even with people like Shemi being our fifth man, we're still going to go out and win. Tatum's going to hit another level. Jalen's going to hit another level. If he can show that, maybe he's the guy to keep going with. But right now, he's showed me that with talent, he underperforms. But how? how? They, they, They went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They beat this Nick Nurse team where the talent was semi equal. It would have been a sweep or a five game series if OJ and Obi doesn't hit that like 0.4 seconds buzzer beater over Taco Fall. No, like, no, no. Dominating the Raptors with equal. But I mean, like, if you look I, at I Kyrie think- on the nets now, he's, you can't touch him. He's he's yo-yoing past people. Like Al Horford was one of the, it was my MVP that season. You had Gordon Hayward. Yes, he was injured, but he's killing it for Charlotte right now. I'm 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 Dude, thinking. He- if Gordon Hayward plays last season in the playoffs, they make the finals, no yeah, doubt yeah, about yeah. it. It's very probable. So what are like what are we doing? I think I think I I can I can see how maybe he might not be able to go over the top, but like outside of the one season with Kyrie and and where they got bounced in the second round, I don't think there's been a season where he's under the before. No, no, but I, I I hear I'm I know they've got there, but I feel like they get there because they are just that good. But he could take them all the way. That's that's my that's my thinking. I've, I've the vibes could, when there's when there's good vibes, it feels like no one can touch Boston. But when there's bad vibes, they just feel beatable. They don't have that heat mentality. Like, okay, we're talking about this culture and stuff, and we're what we're at the same record as the Heat. We're a game behind the Raptors. Like, well, I just don't. Not not don't, not, to, I, not I talking about talking currently seven. right now because all the teams have been gutted. I I preface that. Not don't want to talk about it this minute because. There's not a lot Brad can do. There's not a lot the Heat can do. People get gutted. But over the course of the past few seasons, this is the observation I'm making. Okay, but like Nick Nurse, he won the title because he had Kawhi. Yeah, probably. Give give Brad Stevens a top three player. I love Jason Tatum, but he's like 12 best. No no good player wants to come play in Boston. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's a story for another day. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's um, true. They can't. They can't get superstars, man. What? They got Kyrie. Free agency. Yeah. And what happened? He left because he hated. Yeah, I think he would have and hated. Now he's most probably going to be in the final. Well, this is not a Brad playing, Stevens playing, problem. Playing for a first-year coach. They. Okay. I I think it could be a Brad. Like I think Brad Stevens' strength is developing young talent. So that's why Tatum and Brown have looked good. But when you bring in veterans. And you got to manage the ego. That's where I just that's think my point. Fall. And again, you're right. There's only been one example season, but at the end of the day, the Raptors won a championship the last three years. 
the Heat no. were in the finals the last three years. The Celtics haven't. Like, what? What? What are we talking about? Like, it's. I well, like the Isaiah Thomas season was basically all veterans, and they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and overperformed. Like, I. I think it's way too early to say that he can't. Um, Get them over well, I think, the top. I, I, but this is where I think Josh made a good point. I think this is the season where he can prove it because it's it's he's. I mean, if if Tatum and Brown are good enough, man, there's no they're reason not, why they can't, or or they're not good enough. I suppose is that dude, what you're saying? I mean, like you, we're out, you're out here trying to trade Kemba because he looks like he shot one for twelve from three against the um, the Pelicans. If he plays like he did last night against the Pacers and actually can score thirty points, and yeah, I can. I I'll take the Celtics to. Get to the get to the finals, but they not with this current team of Semi Ojale, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard. And- exactly. And, and what? How is that a good trade cage for anyone? No one wants any of those guys. Oh, I I disagree. I don't. What trade package is going to be uh, make itself available? And I mean, even the other thing. I mean, the, the, the trade exception was a big talking point. I just don't see. Yeah. I don't just don't see it this season for for Boston. But dude, like. Lottery lottery picks that like okay in a in a in a context of we think the Celtics should be contenders these lottery picks aren't good enough if you know you looked at just the age of this team and you're like oh their best player is 22 their second best player is 24 they've got 21 year old 20 year old 23 year old you'd be like okay they're kind of hoping to be a five or six seed and develop and teams that are trying to rebuild would look to those young players that are like contributing to team that's playing 500 basketball as a piece that they could build around. Teams, contenders aren't wanting to trade for these young guys, but someone like the Sacramento Kings that just lost nine games in a row should want two two lottery picks from the last two years. like For for what? For Buddy Heald? Or, for Harrison Barnes. For, for, yeah, and is Harrison Barnes going to move I think the needle he'd that much? I think, he'd I think Harrison Barnes would make such a massive difference to this team. They definitely need another guy. Such a massive. But this is what I'm saying. This, be, this right now isn't a good crazy. example because they do need a bit of help. But as Beatty was saying, I'm I'm keen to see needing help. What Brad can lift this team to demand of them, if you will. It's just a tricky it. spot, bro. Because like, I mean, this is my other point. Like, you, you you go on the other end of the spectrum, and the Nets are right. It's this insane collection of high end talent, right? Yeah coached by a dude who hasn't coached basketball essentially until this season. So it's just yeah. sort of like how much this is sort of, we talked about it all episode, but like how much does coaching even matter to an extent? That's, because it's that's just what I was like, going to say. Like look at every title all the way back to 1980 and show me a, and there's like five teams that don't have top three players. Yeah. On. It's like LeBron's been in the finals for 10 straight years. The Warriors were in the finals for five straight years. Kawhi won a final of the last, how many years the teams that have won titles without like blue chip top three players are like the the 08 Celtics and even KG finished in the top five voting. And then it was the Pistons in 04. Otherwise it's Tim Duncan, Shaq and Kobe, um, LeBron and the Warriors. Yeah, but the, and there's the, like these tiny little outliers. In all those seasons, they weren't the only super teams in the league. They still needed a good coach to at least instill. Who knows, dude? Spurs are one shot top three player. He made the finals and yeah. might be one of the worst finals team we've seen in the last ten years. I guess that's but that ultimately is still kind of what my point is with with uh, with Stevens. It's just that obviously I, I think that he he in the one example where he had a f- stacked team, it just it fell apart. And yeah. I don't think it's I don't yeah. think it's wholly on him because I think it's also that's the front office in general, but. 
it's sort of like it's kind of that weird tricky spot where it's like at what point do you pull the trigger and go from young developing team to we've made a couple of trades and now we're trying to win a championship it's kind of the the move philly made over the off season we're not a young team trying to get better we want to win now no i i don't think i think it was the move that philly made when they did the well they got it they failed that yeah yeah and they're still fixing it but yeah I thought the Butler trade was okay. It was a couple of the other yeah. moves that weren't. Well, when Butler left, it, it kind of stuffed him up. And then signing Al Horford and but, Tobias Harris was ridiculous. But Yeah, but making the trade for Butler, I think, was a good move because he got you to game yeah, yeah, seven I against. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Rangers. And if he stays, then this Philly team with Joel Embiid going to this level is, is different. So I think that's fine. I think it's much a much better place to to place your blame is on Danny Ainge. Yeah, well, um, I was about to say, this is a, it's a partnership. Like, Spo doesn't make that heat culture on his own. He needs Pat Riley. Like, yeah. Ainge needs yeah. to so, help uh, okay. Brad insist where so we're I winning now. Think... we got to make some moves. Well, yeah, and so I don't think they should have traded Jalen for Kawhi Leonard because I don't think they win the title and then he leaves. I don't think they should have traded Jalen for Paul George and they don't win the title then he leaves. But... The, the situations where they should have made moves, how many times are we going to hear about the Celtics were one spot away from taking Tyler Hero mm. or two spots away where they really wanted to take someone else? Yeah. Or, it's just these... The draft like, record. Over, overpay. Yeah. Overpay for these... Yeah. Give the Heat three first picks if you really like Tyler Hero. Imagine if the Celtics had Tyler Hero. It would make a massive difference. Mm. Or Halliburton, who went two picks before Hayton Neesmith this year, who's been and this incredible. Is, this is- this um, is kind of what I was alluding to with the club mentality because Heat will make that overpay if they need to. They'll get that guy if they think that guy's going to push them over the edge. Raptors will, Masai Ujiri will go get that nothing. guy. Let's just remember this. Let's just remember they've won shit all without LeBron James on their yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. I'm, ju- I'm just purely talking and mentality. I- That's all. And this, well, no, exactly. And then to go back, I mean, you just touched on it, like – the Raptors did the the Kawhi mm. rental, yeah, rental right, and they won a championship. Like that's and ultimately for them and their organization, that was the priority at the time. And you know, in the years since, they haven't won a championship, but they've been kind of competitive and and they've got a, still a competitive roster. In the same time, the Boston hasn't won a championship, and it's sort oh. of like it's 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 sort of the the, the the different priorities, the different play. Obviously, Boston are trying to play longer and and hope that they can keep both of those guys on the roster, and hope that that leads to multiple yeah. championships down the line. Yeah, I agree. And and again, so yeah, Raptors made a move, won a title, and now look at the Nets, right? So the Celtics yeah. fleece the Nets, and it's very easy to make this argument. Oh well, now the Nets are going to win a championship before the Celtics ever even sniff the finals or whatever. Um, yep. one we'll yeah. see. Um, you know, um, and I'm if keen for Grant Williams to be locking down KD in the, yeah. in the in the in the in the second round or whatever it is, um, but like, okay, I, I yeah, the I, the Brad Stevens thing, you know, he can't bring Kevin Durant to Boston, like he yeah. can't bring he can't make Kyrie re-sign and buy in um, at some like. But but that's isn't that the other side of it though? Like no, why maybe then he's not the right guy? Maybe you should go get a coach that is the right guy that, that those guys want to go and play yeah. for. Yeah, and is, and maybe you should have asked Kyrie if he wants a new coach, and then if, if if that leads to Kyrie staying, and then they get to trade for Anthony Davis by trading Jalen and a bunch of picks, and you've got Tatum, yeah. Tatum AD. Sure, yeah. maybe maybe that was the move they should have made, but um, I think it's unfair to put to put that kind of 
Brad can't get them over the top. Yeah, so I, it's, it's not, not just it all on Brad. It, it, yeah. It's collective. But this, this, this yeah. has been I think this has been awful. excellent chat. I think we've deduced that uh, yeah. Brad and Ainge needs to step up their determination slash competitive ruthlessness, so to speak, to to take Celtics to the next level. But we. I think Tatum, Tatum needs a two-week holiday in Miami. Go see the <laughs> Holy shit, does he ever? Go get some, go get some lung yeah. experimental. Yeah. Give me what Jimmy's he taking. Cool <laughs> yeah. How'd... Um, but we did touch on, yeah. before I spontaneously brought up this question, thank you, fellas, for your input. We were talking about uh, the Raptors <laughs> and the Heat, and uh, the Raptors have, uh, to close here, they have a bit of a problem on their hands in that Kyle Lowry's expiring. What are they going to do with this guy? Mm. Are they going to? They can't keep a thirty-five-year-old around on a new deal, surely. I don't know. Why not? I think they could if they wanted to, but it. it I mean, obviously, it has to be at the right figure. But then, at the same time, if you think you can no, get no, something, knowing Masai, I feel like he thinks he can get something forward. for Kyle Lowry. So the well, I don't know. Like, obviously, they paid Freddie what two years ago or a year ago. Oh, so just season, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's an interesting spot. It really is. Um, so the, the buzz has been the Sixers are after Carl Lowry. He's from Philly. He would fit, He's exactly what they need. Yeah, there's there's almost no so better match made in heaven. Fit. The problem is, what, what exactly do the, are the Sixers trading? I guess it's going to be like Tyrese Maxey. Definitely. It'll be a young young player they just drafted. Maxey, like you might have to give up Tyrese. Well, I, like, I think you might have to. That's yeah. what's the point then? If you like, if you if you're the Raptors, like, I'm I'm gonna get like Maxi's been pretty solid, but like he's a end of the draw, he's end of the first round point guard. He's gonna be a rotation. They've got Freddie Van Vliet already, right? Like they've got their point guard of the future. Yeah, but do, do they have a Freddie? Their success was built off Lowry being the starter and having a very very good backup. Maybe they want another very very good backup. Maybe they think Maxi could be a very good backup. Yeah, and, and maybe you just it's just like as simple as we're not going to win the title this year. We might as well get some assets mm, back. For I think so because Which is they'd scary. be spewing if he got to free agency, didn't re-sign and went somewhere anyway and then they lose him for nothing. But let's I would be shocked if if they offer him a fair deal. He's he is the Toronto Raptors, right? They're going to build a statue of his big ass in front of the in front of the Tampa Bay <laughs> Raptors uh stadium <laughs> after this season. But like he he's he's been there for ten of ten however many years it is now, and he got them through the Lebronto years. He was a gun in the clinching game of Game Six against the Warriors. He has just been awesome. He has been, but like, them. what's a fair price then? What if Lowry says my price is so much, and you know that's actually really going to handicap the Raptors with their future building? Yeah, well, in that situation, but who's going to pay him that? No one's paying him. A shitload of money in the offseason. No. So it also comes down to even his own. What does he just want to go get paid, or does he want to be on a team that is I going feel to like he wants to win? But he's already got the yeah, ring, though. He's a winner, dude. Yeah, he's but he's a dog. He, he, another he loves one. it. And this is where I, I I do feel like there is a little bit of the the coming home mentality. You know, obviously it's. Yeah. Everyone knows he's from Philly. If he can sign there in free agency, and he might sign there on a real low deal, just to be I able imagine to be on that the team. appeal of bringing a championship home to your hometown, the first one is in a long time, is extremely appealing. 
Well, I, I think he doesn't. I just think he looks at it from the p- prospect of okay, I can go play with Ben and Joel uh, in Philly, or I can go play with the guys that I've already sort of got to a middling five, six, seven seed. Uh, that I've already got in Toronto, so it's just sort of like, well, that's the way up. That's what he to me knowing to that, like, no, that... we know this. Masai knows this. He knows that's a possibility. I would be trying to pull the trigger before the season finishes, before the deadline looms. But isn't the culture going to keep Kyle Lowry around, guys? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, there's no. Really I'm here. It's, it's it's a it's it's. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I really don't. I I think that you can either just write it out and not trade him and, and he either stays or he goes. And I mean, ultimately if you lose him for nothing, it's not like, yeah, okay. You could have traded him for something back, but at the same time, it's not the end of the world to lose him for nothing either. Like it's not, it's not a, I don't know. I I don't, I think there is this mentality that's become more and more prominent that you have to trade a guy that's expiring purely mm. because you, you can't, it's unheard of to lose him for nothing. And it's, it's like, it's not. No, no, I, I agree. I only like, say it because we know Masai and we know he makes moves like this. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not one to, he is one to get the most value out of every asset he's got. And look, I, if I was a Raptors fan, I'd potentially want that to happen just because, you know, you're probably not going to win the title. They're undefeated without Larry yeah. to begin with. Without him, yeah, that's the other big factor. Yeah, they're good, they're good without him. Um, but he's, but he yeah. is. Toronto. Yeah, I know, I know. I think and, if and if I was a Raptors fan, I would that. be able to rationalize it. I'd be able to. Like, this is for the best. We've got a return here. God bless Kyle Lowry. You know. And you are yeah, sending him. And you're home. sending him home. Like, you're not sending like, him to. You'd be happy for photo. him almost. Only until yeah. they beat you in the playoffs. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're conference rivals. They're both going to be in the playoffs yeah. this season. Yeah. Like, it's, you do you want to do that? Do you want to trade to a, a, a competitor? Like, yeah, I don't know. And then, and then Philly has the chance to re-sign him to like this, you know, sweet kind of deal. They'd have his, they'd have his know, bird like, rights, yeah. I think. Yeah, so they'd be able to yeah. re-sign him into the cap. Um, or if you're Toronto, you do try and wait till the off season where there's more people to trade with and do a sign and trade, something like that. Um, yeah, I think it depends on the price. If the Sixers throw Thibel and Maxi, and then I guess Danny Green to make the salary, I think that's way too much. Yeah. If I'm the Sixers, I don't give up Tyrese, Maxi, and Thibel for but him. We got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we just went over <laughs> this. <laughs> and then, and then they might go win yeah. the championship this year. So well, that's it. Yeah. If yeah. you got Kyle Lowry, I think, especially against the Nets, I, as I think probably your number one problem here, Kyle Lowry puts a lot of pressure on Harden yeah. and and Kyrie in the half court, he's good, he's good. and defensively. And Seth Curry and uh, Danny Green, who hasn't been shooting so hot, Danny Green, but they'd be getting he'd, much clearer he'd looks. Be he'd be gone. I think to make the salaries work, Seth yeah, sent back to Raptors. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's an interesting one. Obviously, for Philly, if they can get it done, even if it's overpay, I think which makes them really, really yeah. dangerous. I think it, yeah, it at least makes them as good as Brooklyn, if not better, because Embiid is unguardable by Brooklyn. As long as the Sixers don't end up matching up with Boston, they should be okay to make it through. Um, <laughs> let's give whatever you say to Brad Stevens. He has Philly, uh, Philly on lock, am I right? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That's not. I mean, Embiid said that himself. But Philly's Philly's yeah. got a worse culture than them. Yeah, exactly. 
That's right, Docky Boy. Uh, uh, out here, out here picking up burner Twitter accounts. <laughs> Brett Brown, has he even won any games as the head coach <laughs> in eight before they fired him? Man, Sixers Twitter, they're getting pretty chirpy. I tell you what, <laughs> feels like they've won the title. They've got their like one game clear of the one seed, and they're like thinking that they're title favorites. Uh, you know, here. they don't win much. But, uh, Let them have it. I will. Come they on. don't have uh, seventeen banners hanging in there in their stadium. Right, they're getting old, <laughs> these banners. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, this has been a wonderful episode 100, but I think that's all I've got to talk about today. Any any closing yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it was apt for our 100th episode. <laughs> just really yeah. happy to rip into the Celtics. We really needed to do a 20-minute 20, 20 deep dive into what's wrong with the Celtics. Yeah. All right, Brad Stevens, get rid of Danny A. I, I love I love the Josh. Like, oh, we didn't talk about this at all beforehand. But I know we can just riff for twenty minutes. Oh yeah, we can go all day on the Sixers and Celtics. That's for sure. Well, it was fun. I like <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name's Josh Dimitri here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. We will see you next week. Until then, peace.